How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Smith. And I'm here today with an episode dedicated to helping you refresh your resume. I get it. Talking about yourself is hard. Articulating your experience and your career aspirations on one piece of paper is both an art and a science. It can be challenging when you're in your own head all the time, and it's especially tricky with a career change. And I'll tell you, throughout my 15 or so years as an HR leader, the stats are true. Recruiters and hiring managers will skim your resume. I know the stat is around six seconds, and I think that that is right on. If your resume does not make an impression, you will likely get passed over. Unless, of course, you've done a great job at building relationships with people at your target companies, which I highly recommend, then your resume will almost become an afterthought. But nonetheless, at some point, you will need your resume. And one of the reasons that I like helping folks with their resumes is to think through your overarching career story, which is really one of the main goals of your resume is to articulate who you are, what you do, and what you're looking for. So when someone comes in contact with your resume, there's no questions left on the table. So today, I'm going to talk you through the goal of your resume, when it's time to update your resume, which, by the way, is something tons of people get wrong. Then we'll talk about the two main components important when it comes to refreshing your resume, which is the content in your resume and then the design of your resume. I'll break down some of the major sections to include and then wrap up with a handful of resources because I know that this can be a big blocker for folks when they're getting ready for um, a job search. So let's start with the goal of your resume. The goal of your resume is quite simple. It's to make it as easy as possible for the reader to know that you are the best person for the job. Your resume is a marketing tool. So just like if you were marketing a new product, you want to use words and themes and colors and design to attract your ideal customer. Similarly, you want to do the same thing with your resume. 
So you want to write and design your resume with your goal in mind or your top companies in mind, not as much with you in mind. You're not marketing your resume to yourself. You're marketing yourself to your target organizations. So that's the goal of the resume. So again, it's to make it as simple or easy as possible for the reader to know that you're the best person for the job. So in terms of timing, this is one of the things that most people get wrong, especially when they're making a career change. So the timing of updating your resume is important. Truth be told, most people come to me and they think the first thing they need to do when making a career change is update their resume. They'll say, Jen, I'm ready for a change. I'm sick of this company or I just can't do this anymore. I need to make a change and I need help with my resume. My response is, okay, great. What do you want to do next? And the typical response is a deer in headlights. So if you don't know what you want to do next, there is no point in updating your resume. So you have to understand what your target is. So there's this quote out there by Zig Ziglar. It says, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. (laughs) And it's true. If your resume is saying a whole lot of nothing, it's not going to help you in your job search process. So it's almost like when you think about this, it's almost like reverse engineering. So you decide on the end goal and then you want to back your career story and all your skills and accomplishments to meet that goal. You want to back your story into meeting that goal. So again, it's very similar to marketing um, a product to a target customer. So now we've discussed the goal of the resume, the timing of when you want to update your resume, which is when you know what you want to do. Now let's talk about the two main components of your resume, which in my mind are content and design. So let's start with content, which is everything to include in your resume. So a lot of times folks think that your resume is a complete play-by-play history of your entire career. When that's not necessarily the case, especially if you're making a career change. So what I recommend doing is starting again with that end in mind. So what is the company you want to work for? What is the role that you want to do? What are your skills and experiences that you've done throughout your career that relate to where you want to go? These are called transferable skills. So transferable skills and experiences are defined as skills and experiences that are used in one role or industry that would be useful in another role, a new company, or a different industry. Now, if you don't know the critical skills and experience that are needed in your ideal role or industry or company, I recommend either dissecting a whole bunch of job descriptions around the type of role or the type of work you want to do, or better yet, talk to people who do the job you want to do and find out what it's going to take. And then once you find out what it's going to take, you can match your personal and professional skills and experiences accordingly. So it's almost like you could make an outline, draw a line down a piece of paper, and on the left-hand side, write the top three to five experiences you need to be successful in that role or company or industry, and then the same thing with skills. And then on the right-hand side of the paper, you could write what you've done, your skills and experiences that are related to where you want to go. 
Again, most job seekers think that their resume is about regurgitating their entire work history, when instead you want to hit the highlights and relate everything to your future role. So let me give you a quick example here. So I worked with a professional. Uh, She was such a beloved who was an English teacher, and she wanted to shift into writing, content creation and writing. So what we did was we dissected her writing and um, everything that she's done from a content creation. So she had written some blogs back in her college experience. She worked at the school newspaper. She actually won awards early in her career for her writing. And so we used all of that to showcase her career story as a writer and a content creator on her resume and in her LinkedIn profile. So we also leveraged her writing accomplishments from early in her career. So many times people disregard experience if it's not recent. But I will say, if you're making a change and you've done that work early in your career, it's okay. You did it. You should definitely take the credit for it. And there's different ways to showcase and articulate that on your resume. But using this concept of transferable skills is critical in showcasing that overarching career story. And when you think about the overarching career story, again, it's who you are, what you do, and what you're looking for. Those are kind of the three key questions you want to ask yourself, then starting to dig into the transferable skills and experiences. And there's an excellent guide out there that I uh, contributed to for transferable skills. And I'll make sure that we put that in the show notes because I know it's a really tricky piece of articulating your experience on a resume, especially in a career change. So another critical piece of a resume that you want to think about in terms of content is the fact that words matter. So if you have a job description, you want to make sure that you're using language from the job description in your resume. So you might have been in a situation where you're constantly updating your resume for every single job. One of the easiest ways you can do that, and I do recommend tweaking your resume, you shouldn't be rewriting your resume for every single job, but you can tweak it. And one of the ways to tweak it is by using language and words from the company or the job description you're interested in. So for example, if one of your top skills is working independently and a job description specifically states that they're looking for someone who is quote unquote self-motivated, use the word self-motivated instead of independent. So these little words will make a difference when someone is skimming your resume and spending six seconds scanning through to see if things are a match. In addition to using similar keywords, you want to make sure that you represent the tone of the company you're applying for. And this also goes along with the design. So if you're interested in working for, let's say, a formal organization like a defense system company, then your resume should come across in a more traditional and formal manner. If you're applying to an early stage tech startup, let's say, your resume can be a little bit more fun and maybe even unconventional. So those are just some things to think about in terms of the tone. The other thing when you think about words and tone is that remember, most recruiters are reading resumes all day long. There are very typical words like managed or led 
that are way, way overused. So if you want to have some fun with your resume and start to get noticed, you can get creative with your words. So you can use action words such as amplified or boosted or pioneered. And this will just make your resume more interesting and help you stand out. There is an excellent list that the Muse has put together. It's 185 powerful verbs uh, to help with your resume writing. I'm going to put that in the show notes. I personally use it all the time when I'm helping people with their resumes. In terms of the content sections that you might include on your resume. So first and foremost, you want to start with your contact information. Now, I realize this sounds silly, but you do not want to make a reader, recruiter, hiring manager, hunt or guess at your contact information. Trust me, I've seen it all. So you want to place your contact information at the top of your resume. Typically, you want to include your phone number, your email address, and if you have a LinkedIn URL and and an updated profile, you want to include that. Street addresses are not necessary. You only want to include one phone number and one email address. The one that you use the most is sufficient. And I do not recommend putting your contact information in a header or a footer. Make sure it's out on the page where someone can easily contact you. That's the whole point of your resume. You don't want to hide it. I've seen it. I've seen contact information all the way at the end of a two-page resume. I've seen it in the headers and the footers. I've seen it in really just weird places. I've seen multiple phone numbers, multiple emails. Just make it as simple as possible for somebody to contact you. I also recommend adding a headline. So just like a newspaper headline, that's going to grab the reader's attention. So usually this is a job title or function that you want to work in, and it's near your name. So if my resume said Jennifer Smith, comma, career coach, or Jennifer Smith, comma, HR consultant, whatever the role is that you want to do, I recommend adding a headline. What that does is it grabs the reader's attention and it immediately associates your name with the job that they're looking to hire for. From there, I suggest writing an interesting profile and this will show the reader, again, that those main components, who you are, what you do, and what you're looking for. This used to be called a summary or an objective and it's now evolved to a profile and more a little bit more about you. You can also, if you if you are feeling courageous, I also like to see first person written in the profile section. I think this is a really great way just to bring a little bit of personality to your resume. I understand it might not be perfect for every single uh, organization, but I think that the rule uh, is evolving a little bit and you can get a little bit more personalized and creative with writing your profile sections. In your work experience section, you want to include related work experience. So anything that's related to where you want to go. And and the way that you want to do this is by showcasing accomplishments versus just bullets of responsibilities. And this is another big mistake I see over and over again, is listing out responsibility after responsibility versus accomplishments. Accomplishments showcase results and describe how well you did a responsibility. So for example, a responsibility is event planning and an accomplishment is something like boosted revenue by $150,000 by executing a detailed marketing strategy for a 350 person conference. 
So you can see the difference there between the responsibility and the accomplishment. So highlighting your accomplishments versus just listing out those responsibilities is going to differentiate you from other candidates. And I know thinking through your accomplishments is really tricky, but you can start to think about, you know, the things that you did that were above and beyond your regular job duties. Maybe when you were recognized by your manager for doing a particular project. Think about the types of problems you solved. If you have a performance review, you can go back and look at your performance reviews to help you with your accomplishments. When it comes down to it, managers want to hire people with proven results. So including specific results will grab the reader's attention. So anytime you can add numbers, I always recommend adding numbers. You can talk about percentages and exceeding goals or how much money you managed or what the budget was. All of that are huge accomplishments that will help the reader understand how great you are and how perfect you are for the job. I also recommend including a skills section. This is a great way to highlight your capabilities. Volunteer work is an excellent area to include if it's related to where you want to go. Speaking or publications are a fantastic way to showcase your skills, again, as long as they're related to where you want to go. And then, of course, don't forget your education, your professional development, or your certifications. We always want to make sure we include those on your resume. Now, that's kind of um, a detailed summary of the content of your resume. Now, let's talk about design of a resume. Design counts, my friends. It makes it easier for somebody to digest the content that's on your resume. So one of the questions I always get around resume design is how long should your resume be? So there's a ton of different opinions about all things resumes out there and this question, but I will share my rule of thumb here. So my rule of thumb is that for zero to 10 years of experience, your resume is one page. For more than 10 years of experience, your resume is two pages. The only exception is if you're writing a CV, which would include publications, patents, or if you're working overseas where they use CVs instead of resumes. So typically one page uh, resume and then two pages if you're going over 10 years of experience. Along with design, you want to be smart about the use of color. So true story, I once opened a resume and it literally caused me to jump in my place. There was so much bright green infused across the page. It scared me. And not to mention, I couldn't even read the type on the resume behind or in front of that green color. So color can sway thinking, it can change actions, it causes reactions, it can irritate people, it can raise your blood pressure like it did for me. So if you're going to use color when designing your resume, just be smart about it. A splash of color, I think, is an excellent idea, but just be careful how much and where you're including it. Lastly, in terms of design, I always recommend selecting a modern and easy-to-read font that's going to translate across any kind of platform that your resume is being opened on. So I've seen a lot of hilarious discussions about resume fonts. My recommendation is to keep it clean and easy to read. Also, if you are looking for a professional resume design template to help you, get started and help you stand out, I highly recommend my affiliate, a partner, Get Landed. 
She has some excellent templates. They're super cheap. I'm going to add the link to the show notes and it'll, it'll just make your resume writing so much easier. So in summary, in this quick kind of resume writing 101 class, the goal of your resume is to make it as easy as possible for the reader to know who you are, what you do, and what you're looking for. You want to make it as easy as possible for them to know you're the perfect person for the job. It is a marketing tool. The best time to update your resume is after you are crystal clear on what you want to do in terms of the role that you want to do, the industry, and or the companies you want to work for. The two main components when updating your resume that you want to think about are the content and the design. In terms of content, think about the information that's related to where you want to go and pack your resume with accomplishments and numbers and results. When it comes to resume design, consider the personality of the companies you're applying to. Keep it sharp and easy to read. So I hope that you found this helpful. And to get you started, if you're in the place of updating your resume, I have a freebie. It's a step-by-step resume refresh guide that goes into a little bit more detail. And I will add all of the resources that I mentioned throughout this discussion as well in the show notes. So I hope you found this helpful. And if so, please consider sharing it with a friend. That's all for today. I'll talk to you next time.